Hello and well, welcome to Hopefully We Don't Break Up. I'm Will Miles. I'm Julia Rossi, and today we have the delightful Chris Gethard and Haley Bullet. Hi guys. Hi. Hi, how are hey. you? Good, how are you? Good. I'm good. We had a little little slow start. A little, little slow behind start. Chris Gethard, the host of Chris Gethard Show, Halley Bullet, leader of the LLC and a bunch of other bands. <laughs> I like Many that you bands. know their credits so well because you work on the show. That's yeah. <laughs> we hang out five. This is the sixth day a week we're hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a really fun show. I love it. Thanks. Yeah. Julia came to episode four of this season. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was very excited because Lena Dunham was the guest and she was talking about kite cream cheese, which is a vegan cream cheese made of almonds. And that she likes to have it on Ezekiel bread, and I punched well because that's what I have every day. Wow! And I yeah. was like, soulmates. And then, <laughs> and then I thought maybe she'd hire me because <laughs> I held up the cream cheese. Anyways, you guys, how long have you been together? Since 2012, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fall of 2012. We knew each other for a long time before that, but fall of 2012 is when we got together. What was the switch? Well. I had been in a relationship for a long time, so that was a big roadblock. (laughs) Um, But also, we were working on the Gethard show together um, when it was still on public access from like 2011, I guess June of 2011 Mm -hmm. as we started that. And then, uh, yeah, like basically, I broke up with this girl I'd been seeing, and then there was this summer where like, you know, I I had been in a relationship for years and then was out of it, and it was kind of a crazy summer, and like that whole summer we were hanging out, a whole bunch of us from the show would hang out and like go out dancing in Brooklyn all the time. Like Bethany and, and uh, Banana Man from the show and a whole bunch of us. But there was a weird thing where like usually at the end of the night it would be Keith and Bethany and me and Hallie and they were like they were dating and that would just kind of mean Hallie and I were like dancing together. And then one night we were at uh, Union Pool and Hallie made a move on me. Oh, nice try. (laughs) Hallie? Definitely not. 100% cheap. No, it was so so good because we, I think, like, we're a little bit, um, maybe just a little bit um, shy around each other. And we'd see each other at the, you know, at the public access show every week. And I always felt like our conversations were, like, fine, but, like, a little bit awkward. Yeah, definitely. So it was good that we were like in this summer where we were going out dancing with our friends all the time because, like, I love to dance. I'm totally comfortable when I'm dancing. You're like a professional dancer. <laughs> I was a professional dancer for you. <laughs> so I don't know. Then it was like there was this like way for us to hang out that was like didn't require talking. talk awkward talking and like staring at our feet. Because I'm a professional awkward talker. <laughs> but Hallie was also in a band that I was a, a legitimate fan of since like 2004. So I was like really in awe of her. Was part of the shyness. Was like, yeah. Her old band, The Unlovables, was like. They put out two albums that I like had memorized, and um, like you, there was also like a real crossover between the UCB and the punk rock world in the early days of UCB. So there were like a lot of punk rock. There were like a lot of converted punk rockers who were doing comedy. So you used to come see shows there, and you knew me from that. And Hallie has this story that when we were doing the uh, the Gethard show at UCB before it was public access, there was one night where like. It was some big convoluted thing that wound up with me being naked on stage. Oh, right before I before I was on before you were involved when with I the was Gethard still show. dancing. Yeah, I I would like get done with my show, 
I would like not even shower. I would like throw my clothes on and like run across the city once a month to see Gethard's show when it was still oh, like wow. a live stage show because my friends were playing in a house band and I didn't really know Chris yet. But like I, that was I guess how I got into your comedy was that my friends yeah. were playing in the band. Did you mm. were you attracted to him when he was when it was just that? You can yeah. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's super. I mean, in the show, he's like so in his element. You know, he's like so cute and confident, and really like in this fun, weird world that he'd created. I mean, I don't. I feel like, in some way, like anyone that goes to that show is like in some way like attracted to Chris. You know what I'm saying? I know like, I am every week. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's so weird. It's totally mutual. We'll, we'll come home and he'll be like, "Hey, Chris." And I'm like, I'm not Chris. And, and I kick yeah. him out of bed. Yeah. It's weird. I usually text Will right before I fall asleep. Yeah. But there and was he brought home this gathered mask, and I was like, nope. There was, there was one gathered show at UCB before Hallie was involved where I wound up naked on stage and was just, like, covering my junk. And she has this great story where, like, I turned around, saw her in the audience, and like that's Hallie unlovable to me. That's like this person that I've always like really admired from afar. And apparently we had I never talked, talked at never that spoken. Point. Yeah. And apparently I made direct eye contact with her while totally naked and just went, oh great. And then just continued with the show. <laughs> I think that was like our first flirtation. <laughs> Wait, so you had a little bit of a crush on her as a fan? Yeah, I mean like she writes great songs and she's like leggy redhead. Like what's not to like, you know? What's not to like? And like, but her songs were also these like heartfelt love songs about like trying to find the perfect boy. And I think anybody who was like. Anybody who's a fan of like New York area punk rock had a crush on Hallie Unlovable at some point. I think that's a very given fact. If you ask amongst people who are East Coast punk rock people, that's a very common story that at some point you have a crush on Hallie. It's funny because <laughs> like, like we have bands on the show and I've always been a fan of the music and with Hallie and like Mikey Erg is in our show and, and a lot of the, there's just like a lot of crossover between our show and like the, the um, pop punk world now. And there's a festival in Gainesville every Halloween that I perform at. And and the first year I did it, I was like, I married Hallie Unlovable, so I'm living all of our dream. And there was like an applause break. Amazing. There was like an actual oh. applause break. I got married to Hallie. It was like pretty rad. Had you were you, had you been in a relationship like a long term one before Chris? Um, like yeah, I'd been in like a three year on and off like super terrible relationship um, that had ended maybe ended probably during that stretch that I was like coming to the coming to the show and by the time I yeah so that by the time I started working on on the show when it um when it switched to public access I'm like, I feel like I from the stage yeah from yeah. the stage show that's when I started doing the show and by then I was I was single cool yeah. and then how long had your relationship ended uh, I was in a relationship that was off and on but mostly on for eight years yeah and with another comedian and then it, it like basically the bullet points are like I was very I was really stressed out unhappy but kind of didn't realize that I had a lot of friends saying like hey this is not a good thing and I'd be like you don't know what you're talking about but they totally knew what they were talking about yeah then I went to Bonnaroo we did the show at Bonnaroo and a bunch of people from the show did Molly and I'm not a drug user I'm not a drinker and I just did way too much. We, You were there that night, and it was just like my life kind of fell apart, and I had like three or four months where I went a little crazy. And uh, yeah, so like whenever Bonnaroo is, when's that, like early June maybe? June. Yeah. Until October, I was just like kind of off the rails, and a lot of my friends were seeing that, and that was one of the things about us getting together was like, 
I think I think it was pretty clear that we were like feeling each other, but there was also a stretch where you were very clearly like, without uh, either of us saying it, it was like, I'm not getting involved with you. You're behaving like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, to, just to be honest, like I by that point, like I had a huge crush on you. Like I think I did know at that point that you were single. But I also like have too much pride to be like a rebound. Yeah. So yeah. there yeah. was like no way that I was gonna like hook up with you or like there was just no way. Yeah. Like yeah. I liked you, but if anything was gonna happen, like there was gonna have to be like a, a like a, a good like pause there for you to just like do your thing. So how yeah. long was the pause? Like four months. Four or five months, and it was funny because I was really like you know you get out of an eight year relationship and it's fueled by um like a drug falling off the wagon stage. It was like not good. Then also my shrink put me on Adderall in that stretch and I just started eating it like fucking candy. <laughs> oh, it was God. just like a very, very <laughs> bizarre summer. And I knew like I could feel that like we were feeling each other and we'd never spoken about it but I knew, I was like, Hallie's like, this is like a cool person who I really respect and like I can't, there's no, I'm like, I don't want to just like make out with Hallie and like be, you know, like a dirtbag. And I, it was funny because I actually, I have this friend, uh, my friend Antonio is a filmmaker and we were hanging out a ton that summer and he was like, dude, like, you kind of have to get it together. And he's a dude who parties. Like, he's a dude yeah. who if he wants to throw down, he can. And he was like, you need to, you need to really take a breath. And I was like, oh, wow. Like that, I definitely do then. And he had a film in a festival in Brazil, in Rio, and he was like, last minute. He was like, do you want to come just like get out of New York for five days and hang out with me in Brazil? And I was like, yeah. And it was this like, real thing that I look fondly at because he's like not a judgmental guy and he's also a dude who's like he's down for whatever but he's also a really sweet guy and it was kind of clear it was like oh we're gonna go to Rio and either like have some heart to hearts where I get it together or it's gonna be all in like I'm a party yeah <laughs> like I'm in that world now and I really like we had the heart to hearts and scaled back and I and when we it, right after I got back from that trip is when we got together and I think it really was this like all right spend a week chill out get out of New York because New York, when you're like, when you're single and kind of reeling, New York is also like, oh, it's, built, it's a pressure cooker. You it's know? The, I mean, it's almost hard to not fuck somebody. Yeah. Like you almost have to like work to not. If you're looking for trouble in this city, yeah. it's absolutely it's easy to very find. Easy. Trouble is everywhere yeah. in this city. And, well, and we would go out dancing and we were like, I mean, it was so, that summer was like really kind of like mad. I mean, you were like a real mess, but it, but it was, it was really great. fun. So we would like be dancing all night and then yeah. like spill out onto like the Brooklyn streets in on like a hot summer night and it was like so fun and we'd end up we lived somewhat near each other so we'd often end up like walking home together or walking home ish and then we'd kind of go our separate ways and then I remember like in the late summer he like we were kind of about to go our separate ways and he was like well why don't I he was like my car's right around the corner why don't I just like actually drive drive you the rest of the way to your house because it was like four in the morning or something and I remember it being like I felt like he was still totally wheels off <laughs> I knew if I like I knew that if he drove me home that we were going to end up making out and it was going to be this whole thing I just didn't I wasn't down. I was like, nah, nah, this guy's a mess. No way. Like, I'm not, I, no way I'm not going near this. So I was like, oh, no, it's fun. I was like, oh, it's just so beautiful. I just want to walk home. <laughs> walk home alone so, under the BQE at four exactly. in the morning. It's so, it's so fun. I remember so clearly feeling like, no way. I am not getting involved with this guy. And that was in, like, late August, probably. And then you went to Brazil, and we were we got together by, like, I really early October. Like, when he came back from yeah. Brazil, Brazil something was like but, something was different and we both kind of knew it. we'd never talked but I knew 
I was like, oh, she won't let me drive her home because I'm a mess. Like, I knew yeah. that. But I do also remember, like, because it was fun because I was a mess, but also... I will say, like, there's something charming. Like, there is something fun about having a summer where you can just kind of go nuts. Like, there's value oh, yeah. in that. Absolutely. But I remember one of the times I realized that I really liked you, which we've talked about, was we were out dancing one night at this club that I think, like, we had started going dancing at this place, and at some point it converted to being a gay club, and I think we didn't realize that. No. <laughs> so we were, like, dancing at this gay club. It was really fun. And then one night we were all there, and there was a drag show, and we were like, oh, oh, that's why the music changed. Okay, that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we were there one night before that. And when it was still just, like, a meat heady Williamsburg dance club. Yeah. We went for my birthday. Oh, oh okay. Right, it yeah. was for your birthday. Yeah. And you were dancing, and like you go big when you're dancing, but it's a dance club. You're supposed to go big. Yeah. And Hallie like bumped into this dude, and the dude like turned around and like kind of mouth, definitely mouthed off. And I don't think he pushed you, but I think he definitely kind of like flexed he right was in your mean face. To me on my birthday, he sucked. And he was <laughs> horrible guy. Much bigger than me. I am a I am a man of slight stature, but like instantly, I was in this guy's face, and I was like, "Why don't you fucking bad?" Like, and I was like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. I was not so like that." Hot. And I was just like, "Hey, she's dancing at a fucking dance club. Why don't you fucking pipe down, you ass?" And he was like in my face right away, and I was like, "No, you need to fucking back off. Like, she's dancing on her birthday at a dance club. You're the fucking problem. Like, you're the fucking yeah. like in his face." And I'm ready trying to, to intervene. Fight. I'm like, it's just, it's my birthday. Just everyone, just be Yeah, nice. yeah. And I was ready to like throw hands. And I think you liked that. I did. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. It's yeah. like you hate it, but you also, like, I hate it because I don't want anything to happen to anybody, but I'm also like, mm, that's my man. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's nice. I think what, not like I, I definitely don't want to be with a guy that's like causing fights or anything, oh, but yeah. I've been in relationships where like there was actually just a dynamic problem because I was so much more assertive than the person Mm -hmm. that I was dating and I think what it basically just like represented was like just someone being like having a backbone being able to like speak up when something's not okay you know I it, it just I would be at restaurants with boyfriends and like there'd be something totally wrong with the order or like and I'd be with these guys that were like oh, I just I can't I don't want to yeah. say anything yeah, you know yeah, and then I have yeah. to be I don't I just I don't I don't which I now make you do more that we're together now that it's locked down <laughs> I totally I, I, I understand show my anxiety that. Yeah. a lot more oh but yeah you do, I'm more but when it matters you when it matters you like that like I have a little up. you like the jersey in me you like <laughs> you like the part of me that grew up in jersey I I like that I know you'll you'll step up when something's important. Yeah. I guess well, there's, there's more of that than anything. There's moments. You don't want the guy who's always going to start some shit yeah. with the, oh, yeah, with the no. person. He's like starting it for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like I've had the same thing. He wasn't a guy that I was dating, but he was a guy that was out with us. And I remember this like older creep was just like disgustingly hitting on like me and my friends. And I didn't say something to our guy friend to defend us. I was just like sharing he's like I'll relax and I was like no yeah that is the opposite like that is like get fuck you you know so have you ever defended when it's justified I defend I don't think you've ever had to defend me I haven't had like you're very good at defending yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't think anything's did my mic just go out? No, it's oh. right here. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't it's think- uh like taxis or something. Like I'm very big if a if uh if I feel like somebody's being disrespectful to you, I'll get right in their face. There, yeah, but the there's other night no in the issue. taxi, I was all by myself. You handled it. I yeah. did handle it. You it was actually it. after leaving I heard, the bar with you. I heard you about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He came in and he was like psyched about it. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Hell yeah. Wait, what happened? It wasn't that big of a deal. It was a guy picked us up on 36th Street, and we're going to Brooklyn, and he drove uptown all the way to 42nd. And I was like, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm going to go across to the whatever highway. I go, but you're going north. And then he's like, yeah. And then he missed his turn and tried to reverse on 42nd, like a maniac. And I go, yeah. pull over, we're getting out. And he's he like, almost what? crashed. So and it was then like, I yeah. just was like, I know New York. I know where we're going. This is like, and I just was like, get us out now. We're not paying you. And then we got out. And Joe Firestone, who works on the show <laughs> with you guys, who some people may know, um, was like, oh, wow. Oh, I, that is, well, that was crazy. <laughs> wow, you are really uh, strong. And I was like, maybe the least assertive person. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I mean, with like a cab driver or like, yeah. Yeah. With my dentist this morning, I yelled at my dentist this morning. Like, I can do that. That's yeah. brave. Yeah, 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 yeah I know, right? You can put you unconscious and yeah. mess with your teeth. Yeah. But when it's like, uh, like you know, I don't know, a ca- like a, a business manager, or like a casting director or something like that, I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, it's, it depends on the, you know, who. But yeah, like that situation, I didn't need to step in. Because it was like, where am I going to jump in? I'm just going to pile on and right. it's going to be overboard. Like, she's got that. Yeah. yeah I'm she's glad definitely you didn't got step it. Yeah. In, and then I was glad also that when we got out, I was, and I always, when I like yeah. do that, I go, was I out of line? And Will was like, oh, no, not at all. It was great. And I'm he like, almost oh, cool, crashed cool. us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the worst is when you do that and then your your significant other is like, oh, why'd you do, like, isn't yeah. on your side? There was a moment early where it was another cab driver who was like, just being a real asshole to her. He said something like, uh, don't don't you worry about it. It was almost like a, you're a woman. Don't worry about my driving sort of situation, and I lost it on him, and she did too. And we both had this like unified bond of like yeah, yeah, we yeah, yeah fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's get out. <laughs> fuck that guy. We're getting out of this cab and walking the, like 500 feet back to the airport terminal. But I think, I think it'll, oh, go ahead. I was I feel like we have a good thing where like in the moment, even if we don't agree with each other. We have each other's backs, but there's definitely moments where, like, we'll get back to our house and you'll be like, uh, <laughs> you maybe needed to take a breath. Back. Like, like, but in public, unified. I always. feel like in public, always unified. Yeah. And then Look. behind closed doors, sometimes I'll be like, Hallie, you gotta, you gotta take it easy on that person. I think in public, unified, but if you know the other person, if you know, if I know Will is wrong or if he knew I was wrong, it's like, kind of unified but also like don't add fuel to the fire yeah. and a little bit of like okay we're gonna go now like yeah. that, like or like the kicking under the table yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like yeah. this yeah. isn't worth it right now um wait so you didn't make the first move or you did it's a long did subject not. of debate yeah oh, oh shit oh this will be good to maybe ask your guys opinions on okay. Okay. I always like to joke we are experts at this I point. always like to I always say like you made out with me and Hallie will be like fuck that you made out with me <laughs> you definitely made out with me well here's I feel like you guys have opinions on this so first of all we're at Union Pool which if you don't live in New York the reputation of Union Pool is hook up bar hook, you, if you stay until closing you're making out with someone that's where you go that's where Will lived for two years yes at yes, Union I did. Pool yeah. you're there all the time I was there all the time <laughs> <laughs> but we were there. We had uh, like a Keith came out yeah. from our show, and then he had like a migraine, and he left. He had some friends who were there. They left. So it was the both of us. It was real early, and it was like I don't want to go home. Like, do you want to stay out? And you were like, yeah. Then we were so yeah. Everyone just ditched us, and then it was just <laughs> the two of us alone dancing at you know P- Union Pool, and it was like that. Yeah, that That's was a like weird there was a huge dynamic switch. It was like suddenly we just were like On we'd a never we'd never hung out alone before ever. You know, maybe just walking home. So you know? here's where the debate comes in: is I am willing to admit publicly, I give you a hard time about this. I'm willing to admit I leaned in and kissed you. Yes, but thank but you. but here's my thing: <laughs> is Hallie 
was dancing with me, and this is a professional dancer who has complete control of her body and it complete, <laughs> it, it like makes choices. What does that have to do with her anything? Because she was body to body breathing on my neck, yeah. and I would assert, oh. I would no, assert no, 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 that no. that was the first. No, move. he put his hand on like not my butt, but it wasn't like the small very, of your back. The small. Of my I would back. say hip. hip. I would say hip, hip. area. Right. But the question wasn't who breathed on each other's neck first. It was who made You laid the down whole. that kiss. I feel like who kicked open the door and I feel like the yeah. breathe, I feel like a hand on the hip between two two people who are dancing. No. Is okay. A hand on the I hip feel between like between two friends. Can it be is, a tie? It is like this you just switched it into being sexual. Breathing on the neck is when it got sexual. <laughs> <laughs> but I think most I do think first move is kind of unless it's like a blatant like asking out or blatant, yeah. like Usually first moves are like both people, you know, there's like an energy that it has happens. to be mutual. And there's, yeah, because yeah, there's like body language and you put off energy because very rarely. I mean, once in a while I have leaned in and someone's been like, what? But like <laughs> most of the time, that's always the worst. But it's also in retrospect when I've been like a very dark place but, and my wires were crossed. But for the most part. <laughs> Anytime that there's been like a lean in and another lean in, it worked out because you both were like putting out that energy. Definitely. Yeah. We just love to give each other shit about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Like I think really at the heart of it, we both know that we both hit on each yeah. other. But like if there's some fun in the game of being like, no, it's you. Was yeah, first? It was you. Yeah. I think we both also like to say, like, no, I don't make first moves. Like yeah. I think there's like a little bit of I think that's another thing with us that I think is very like probably one of my favorite things about our relationship but also gets us in trouble is I think we're both alpha people on some, like I'm a very <laughs> laid back dude but like I run a show called The Chris Gethard Show and I chased that for years and like we're both people who I think are used to being like you're the front person of your bands you know what I mean mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I'm the head of the show so I think there's also a part of us that's like no I couldn't have made the first move because I don't, I don't do that yeah. I, don't, I, people I will come not to my me. style I say that I made the first move you made you did? well okay, wait, here's the thing the, here's the thing you gave me a look that allowed me to make a move. You did. I leaned in and kissed you. I leaned in and kissed you. That is oh, wow. <laughs> opposite argument. Opposite argument. This well, is amazing. here's yeah. what she looked at me in a in such a way like it, it had gotten silent. The silent thing that happens oh, right so before excited. you go to kiss. Exactly. Best. It's the best. We had had a conversation. We smoked a bowl. <laughs> okay, we've. Where I, were you? Okay, I at feel her bad. house. I, I feel bad for listeners after hear this over and over again, but. What happened was Will <laughs> was trying very hard to inadvertently make plans with me yeah. for weeks. weeks. And I, I was just in this place <laughs> where I was like, I'm always the one that makes the first move. And it's in it and what I have gotten and I've had guys be like, It's just cause you're like really intimidating and I'm like, fuck you. Like what I'm I'm not holding a gun. You know what I mean? Like I'm just, <laughs> I, I don't even know what that even means. Um so Will had been like kind of hinting or whatever and then I finally just like texted him one Sunday afternoon because I had been day drinking and I was like do you want to come to my apartment and smoke weed before your show tonight because his show is near me and he was like yes and like he just <laughs> ran over I was there I left and all we, of like, my friends yeah and, he, like, <laughs> and we smoked weed on my couch I and I think I leaned in well you smoked weed we smoked weed on your couch there were I don't think TV was on but there was some sort of distraction like music or something and then it hit that Actually, silent it was point. I think it was completely silent. It hit that silent point in the conversation where, and then I, I saw her look over at me and I was like, here we go. <laughs> and then, yeah. I, then I leaned in. It might have been a mutual lean, but I definitely. And then I asked you to leave. Yeah, sort of like 
within five minutes after what? we made out. Yeah, I got because I got. It's kind of like what you were saying about. I knew that if we took it any further, we were going to probably start dating, and yeah. I didn't want to date anyone at the yeah. time. Yeah. And I, I just got like not nervous. I couldn't be myself nervous. Just nervous, like. Uh oh, this might be. I was really trying hard to not be in a relationship. It was like a goal of mine to not, because I had been yeah. in an eight year, yeah. and then a month after the eight year, I got into an, a three and a half year. Whoa. So yeah. I had been in relationships for 11 and a half years, and the second one d- didn't go so great. So, <laughs> um, so I was like determined to not yeah. be with him. You got a full year in. I did. Of, uh, I of got single life. Ugh. That's, I mean, I don't need to say this every time, but what a great year. What's funny, too, is <laughs> what no... What great, 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 great. No great, other... <laughs> great, great year. So much fun. Got to no other so girl I was people. with would have ever had that thought of, like, this is going to be a relationship, I think, in New York. <laughs> oh, yeah. But there was something there where I was like, she's act- like, yeah, this is definitely going to be something if we do. Well, that's because your friends were telling me sob stories about how, yeah, Will can never get a girl because you had, like, told them all to tell me stuff like this. Like, I didn't tell them. You had, like, painted They just this- looked out. <laughs> and he was doing all this material about, like, he's, like, a hopeless romantic and just like it just never works out and then I come to find out he had like had sex with like 200 people or something ridiculous and I was well, like I was gonna say you and Clark like when you and Clark host shows together like yeah. you guys will start telling stories from your past where I'm like oh whoa like, yeah these dudes have thrown down yeah I love that about him like I want to be with someone who's experienced and and you know th- so there's not any kind of it sucks when you're in a relationship and someone is like longing or whatever yeah, it is yeah. but, well okay so you guys so was it as soon as you guys had that first thing was it just on from there we, yeah we both say like we we both felt like we knew we were like probably like gonna be together like forever like yeah. from like our second date. and then how how soon after did you get married we got married. We only, I think we got engaged after like eight or nine months. We got, yeah. we got together in October. We got engaged in June, right? Then we got married the year after that. But it's funny. One of the big pieces of the puzzle that we need to make sure we leave out is like the hurricane. Oh, yeah. Um, Sandy, right? Hurricane yeah. Sandy, which I feel so bad because it's like so many people whose lives got ruined, but... I was living in Greenpoint and I was right on the edge of like the disaster. Like you'd look at that map, you know, where they said mm-hmm. like everybody in New York needs to look at this map. And I was like, like the end of my block, my house wasn't in the disaster zone, but the end of my block was, it but was like crazy. The, like the man, you weren't in the mandatory evacuation. No, but the, the but yeah. like the end of my block was the right. mandatory evacuation. Wow. Like people on, some people on my street mandatory had to leave my street. And then like me and four houses didn't have, it was nuts and I lived in a basement at the time oh jeez I was yeah. just like oh, I don't know about this but then my roommate at the time I was like are you gonna split and he's like no nah, I think I'm gonna hang out and I was like cool I'll hang out so I went to get food I went to the store to stock up on some food I get back and this fucking guy my roommate Phil I love the guy but he's like in a panic throwing clothes into a suitcase he's like, I'm like Phil what's going on he's like I changed my mind I'm out I'm out I can't do it and I was like fuck man I'm gonna be like alone for however long this is and I called Hallie and she was like, well, don't just come over. And we'd only been dating like two weeks. Yeah, we hadn't and, been dating very long at all. And then we just spent like three or four days just in her house together. And it was like we had not been dating to a point where I would have slept over three or four nights in a row. No way. Yeah. And that was when it was really just locked in. So the hurricane kind of cement, <laughs> like right from our second date, we both said like second date. I was like in my head, we were back at my place and I was like, oh, I'm in love with her. 
like I'm yeah. great and like felt totally cool about it calm wasn't scared of that but it was this hurricane where it was like oh cat's out of the bag <laughs> when did you say I love you real early pretty yeah. during that hurricane do you think not or? during the hurricane but probably a couple weeks after yeah in my house I remember because I remember you always laugh at me because I'd been like so weird that whole night <laughs> you were like he was like we were like just laying in bed and like staring at the ceiling and like his leg was like shaking <laughs> like crazy like shaking shaking like and it went on for like a long like, time I was like what is going on and then I actually think I finally figured it out I was like what would be making him this nervous and we were like kind of at that point where like maybe someone would say I yeah. love you and I was like, oh, I think that's what he's trying to get out right now. And then <laughs> like, I finally was like, I'm in love with you. And you were like, yeah, I'm in love with you too. So calm down. <laughs> Chill out. Isn't it so funny how it's like saying I love you, there's so much, there can be so much pressure on it because it, it does almost, it's like a verbal agreement. Like yeah, a verbal yeah. contract or something you're yeah. signing because you're like, oh, like once you say that, yeah. you kind of can't. It's like, well, this is all right. I got them. I just made that move, like yeah, yeah. It almost makes yeah. you feel like more of an adult. Too. Meanwhile, like I have friends that have said I love you to me, like they're like bye, love you, and I'm like yeah. I don't even know but your you can tell. names, what? <laughs> yeah. or like yeah, <laughs> not that I need to know your parents' names to love you. You know what I mean? But like you do. It's it's, uh, <laughs> it's just an interesting thing. Yeah. And it's the diff like in other languages they have a way to distinguish those two different kinds of I love right. yes. and we're like right. kind of rare in that we don't have that like delineation. Yes, it's the just, Eskimos have there's that whole thing of what Eskimos have. A certain uh, the Inuits have a bunch of different languages to say. I'm fucking it up. It was in a, it was in a description. You got in Inuits, right? Though I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I forgot what it was. <laughs> and then, so you got married, and that yeah. was how long ago? It was like two. Yeah, that was August 2014. August 2014. And was that is it the zipline? You came in on a zipline. Yeah, it was the yeah. best. It was the best. Like it was what? So Who decided that? And how? Well, I'd been, I was an aerialist, like, professionally for, like, oh. almost 10 years. Oh, and, shit. And, like, there was a part of me that had always wanted to fly into my wedding. But not in, like, I'd had friends that had, like, actually, like, I have two friends. I mean, it, like, just when you're, when you're a performance artist and an aerialist and friend with, friends with all these circus freaks, like, I'd had, fr I had two friends that got, they got married on, like, two cherry pickers. Whoa. Where, like, and they ha invited an audience <laughs> and it was a whole show. And, like, each time one of them would say one of their vows, like, their cherry picker would go up a little bit more. And then the other one would say, like, a vow. And then their cherry picker would go up a little bit it. more until they were all the way at the top. And then they I think I what? can't remember if they were in harnesses or just had like stunt mats at the bottom. They, but by the time they said I do and kiss, they like jumped off their cherry pickers and it was like a whole thing. And I like definitely had had this thing where I like kind of because like flying had been such a huge part of my life and it was like such a joyful part of my life. And it was a thing that I like remember doing at like the happiest times of my life. I think I had always thought like, oh, it'd be so good to fly into my wedding. But I was, didn't want to like stage something super theatrical and like dumb and like, oh, I just, I, so we, we wanted to get married at a summer camp. And when we went to visit this summer camp when we were looking for wedding venues, they had, you know, we, you know, when, as soon as we were looking at it, we were like, oh, well, we'd get married by the lake. And then there was already 
a zip line that went across oh, the whole lake. Awesome. And I was like, that that is what I need. Like I need something that's like organic. I'm not making someone come up and set up rigging for me. I'm not like staging it as yeah, a show, but yeah. like the the zip line was already there and it kind of like yeah, it was it was this kind of perfect. I love I mean, I love theatrics. I love theatrics, yeah. unique theatrics at a wedding, not yeah. like your standard like this is what it told me on the not.com to do. Mm-hmm. Like like I it makes sense. it's cuz like it's flying a, out of a plane would be Kind of insane. Yeah. <laughs> jumping out of a plane. You wouldn't jump out of a plane. I'm far too scared to yeah. jump out of a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you even Just throwing it out there, you know? <laughs> Says the man who's terrified to drive over a bridge. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I mean, I love it, too. Just for me and my personality, it was like it had to find that balance. Yeah. I just yeah. didn't want it to be too much like I was making my wedding into, like, a performance for me. Right, That right. would have yeah. felt a little bit, just a little cheesy. But this was just like, yeah, I just, like, ziplined across the lake. And then had friends, you know, I couldn't zip line in my actual wedding dress. Yeah. So then I just had friends that like threw my wedding dress on, on me and then you had like, worn, I like a, a dummy wedding dress. Oh, nice. <laughs> but the best was like, so the whole, you know, the staff at the lake, there's like guys who run the zip line and they're all like these pro rock climbers and they were all Australian. They were all like these super buff yeah. Australian dudes. And I have a cousin who's 17 now who her and her little friend were like obsessed with this Australian. They were like in love with, they kept riding the zip line. And the whole week, I, I, it must've been like the weather conditions or something, like people kept getting stuck. Like the zip line would not make it all the way to the end. And the way that they deal with that is this hot Australian guy would go like hand over hand and pull himself and rescue oh, yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. And like my cousin, my teenage cousin kept intentionally getting stuck. So this yeah, hot Australian yeah. would rescue her. And then Hallie got stuck. Like her, her, her dummy dress hit the water and like dragged her to a stop, like thirty <laughs> feet out. So the last thing I saw before we actually got married was this super, super hot Australian guy <laughs> rescue oh. my rescue my fiance. And I was like, well, if she like, she's like, if she's gonna actually show up and do this, like that will be the last temptation. Yeah. That guy steals her. He like to like carry you away. <laughs> but she also was like selling it so hard because she's a performer. Yeah. So she's like stuck in the middle of this lake, but also just like throwing her hands up. Yeah. And, like, everybody's cheering. It was good. But that then was awesome. I. It was also funny because, like, this wedding, like, this camp had never run a wedding before. It's how we were able to afford, like, they didn't charge, a lot of these summer camps in New York do weddings now, and they charge, like, wedding venue prices, and this one was cheap, but it meant we had to do everything ourselves. Yeah. So we had this whole timeline of when things were going to happen, but then Hallie was on her way to get dressed and realized that, like, like you walk, I think you walked into the, like, reception venue and realized, like, no one had put out silverware or, like, plates. So you wound up, like, just doing that yourself. Everything's panicky. So then I was still on everyone like, the- like our guests, Chris, everyone was dressed and heading over to like the area where we were getting married before I had even like thought about changing my clothes or putting oh. my makeup on or doing wow. my hair or yeah. anything. It was like it was crazy. So then I was like like I was in there's like all cocktail hours set up, but our friend Mikey you know from the show he was yeah. like playing music so he started playing and I walked over there and everybody saw me walk over there and then everyone just came and sat down and I didn't know that Hallie was running I think I knew you were running a little late but it wound up being like 40 minutes wow yeah, yeah. where I was just like standing on this altar with our friend Murph who was the reverend and like Mikey playing music and everybody waiting but it was funny because I knew she was coming in on the zip line but it was a surprise for everybody else 
So I quickly realized, like, oh, my whole family thinks I'm being jilted. Like, they all think she has cold feet. <laughs> but I will never, ever forget the one person who actually came up. Like, one person got up and came up and was like, hey, man, I'm sure everything's fine. And I, that's when I was like, oh, they all, everyone's panicking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one person, Mike Berbiglia, the only, oh, wow. not yeah. anyone in my family, just like Mike, my buddy Mike, just like got up and was like, I think I'm gonna break through the awkwardness and try to help this guy out. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, on the inside, I was laughing because I was like, oh, right. They don't know that what's this about whole to happen. Elaborate yeah. thing. I like that you didn't want it to be too theatrical and dramatic, and yet it was like forty minutes. Inevitable, late. I, uh, yeah. The, the, I, but I did get so mad. Like I wasn't anywhere near being ready, and like, like I just that was the only thing really that I got mad about all weekend. Was like I didn't understand why you'd let everyone sit in their seats. Like, <laughs> we had like cocktails and food. Everyone yeah, could have yeah. just been casually milling about, but instead, just sort of like everyone just sat there well, and waited know. for forty yeah. minutes while but, I tried to get ready I think what happened was nobody told Mikey that things had changed so he started playing yeah and then I didn't realize that when I walked over to that area everybody was gonna follow was like, yeah. Yeah. and then I was like well I'm, uh, I can't say get up and go away now so it was it was my fault and then and well and Mikey you know my, anyone that knows Mikey Erg most of his songs are like really poetic and yeah, like really well written but most of them are about like relationships failing yeah. so yeah. We, we had specifically no we like we he's such a good friend to both of us and we had asked him if he would play at the wedding but we were like if you could just keep it to like the positive songs yeah. that would be great but he had to play for so long that afterwards he apologized he was like i'm sorry i just touring he was like i'm sorry i just played everything i mean he played, he played like all the his darkest. songs that he had prepared then he played every cover he knew <laughs> and then he was like ah and it's like every it's both of our families all of our friends yeah like 200 people he's like ah Guys, I'm out of songs, so I don't want to repeat. So now I get, yeah, we're doing, we're gonna do some sad ones. Sorry about that. <laughs> I just all these like songs of heartbreak right before we got married. But the best was people had been using the zipline all weekend, and it made this hilarious noise of like the basically like your your carabiner like sliding over like this metal rope. And so everyone all weekend had been using the zipline, and they were used to this noise. It was like a yeah. <laughs> like, I pick up speed, it would just get higher and higher. So everyone's been waiting for me forever. No one knows what the hell's going on. And then finally, you know, either Chris or, or Murph, who was marrying us, someone was like, okay, I think Callie's ready. I think we can get started. And then everyone all of a sudden just hears. Yeah, hell yeah. Like before she even came into sight, everybody was like out of their chairs. Yeah, cheering. It was hell yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. It was worth it. was worth all the, all the logistical trauma. <laughs> you guys, we have to wrap up. Yeah, oh, wow. it's, it's near so the end now. Yeah. It's, wow. Yeah, I know, right? Talk all day. It, it just flew by. We could, it's, we're going to have to do part two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta just I make it an hour and a half. Questions. Yeah, oh, yeah, just for sure. Old episodes. No, no, <laughs> yeah. we'll talk. Yeah, or we can just go to dinner. Or something. That's yeah. the other thing too is we've real, like everyone we've had on the podcast. We're like, so like, when are we gonna see you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's let's <laughs> hang out outside of this. <laughs> um, so we always end every show asking our guests um, if just any advice, thought, kind of final thing that you would share with a anyone, whether they're single in a relationship, just the thing that you feel like makes you guys work. What makes you work? That somebody else could hear and be maybe be like, hey, cool. I feel like I I waited. Like I was really like quite old <laughs> by the time we got together and got married. And there's so many people that I could have like made that commitment to. So many people, but it just wouldn't have been right. It wouldn't have been the right fit. And I wouldn't have felt like 
100% confidence in it. So I feel like part of why we work is just that I, I just, for me, I won't speak for you. I just feel like I really waited for the right person. I did my due diligence. I dated around. I made a lot of mistakes. And like, I really had that experience of like, when it felt right, it felt right. And I didn't have to have any questions about it. And I, I feel like it's part of why we work so well. I don't know what you think. No, I feel similarly. Like, I feel like we both have, we've both laughed about like, I've, I always weirdly feel like part of why I knew everything was going to go well with us was because it, it wasn't even like there, there were so many things about you that I love, but there were also so many things I had experienced with other people that I hated that you did not have those qualities. <laughs> so it was like this checklist of things I liked about you and also this checklist of things that you didn't fall into that I had already experienced. That was useful. And then I also think we had a fight like after we got engaged, pretty shortly after we got engaged. And I remember one of the things we said that got us out of that fight was like, hey, like we're doing this and that means we're family now. And when we make that decision, like lockdown, our house is our house. Like we get each other's backs and it's like us against the world. And that's like probably again, like the anger driven Jersey side of me kicking in a little bit. But I think like realizing that and both of us being like oh that's a real thing now like it's it's you and me and we kind of have to like watch each other's backs and that like it we're a unit i think that was like a big revelation too that i'd never really had in any other relationship i had where it's like oh we're committing to being a family Mm. And that's a real thing. We have to make that a real thing. Yeah, and not that you couldn't find that person earlier in life. I just didn't. You know, my my brother met his wife in college, and I think they're so perfectly suited to each mm. other. And they just, you know, they just got lucky. They met that person when they were young. But, you like, your life might not work that way. Yeah. And, like, just be patient. There's just nothing wrong with being patient. Like, you're you're look you're talking about something that is so important, one of the most important decisions you're gonna make in your life. So I don't know. That's kinda like I don't know. I feel like that sounds kinda like school marmish, but I just no. say like it's I guess, true. Yeah. just wait. Like you will if if it's right, I don't for me at least there just weren't the same amount of just pressing questions about it as I'd had in every previous relationship. Yeah. I think you just like you know, be smart, try not to make the same mistakes twice, and then eventually the person you're meant to be with will lean in and kiss you at Union Park. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you so guys. much. This is great. Super fun. Yeah. Bye, guys. Good night. <laughs> For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.